Please welcome the inebriated cast of Section 304. We shouldn't have played the old Golden Blue! Owen Smith, like a runaway beer truck. Snaps it anyway. Greer lobs it in the air. Oh, what a catch, Gary Jennings! West Virginia is a special place. Welcome to the Section 304 Podcast, where we're drinking beers, talking ears in the studio this morning. Crumb. In my basement. Yeah. In Let's basement. end the charade. There's no studio here. Just wood paneling and a lot of West Virginia. Yeah, I mean, if glory, we, glory photos. That's true. Which, hey, we might be adding one after Thursday night because that was an epic ass kicking for us. That was an epic ass kicking. It, it, it was nice to, it was nice to be on on that end. I mean, I still, I mean, it still comes up to question: Is either VT win a signature win for Neil Brown? Well, you know, the 88 team is the gold standard, in my opinion. They only won down there 22-10, to 10, mm-hmm. and that was when Frank Beamer was getting their program established. They weren't very good back then. It appears they have reverted back to that because they're pretty bad. We almost broke a record. What was that? The most points scored by a WVU team in Blacksburg. Okay, I know that's the most in Lane Stadium, but I don't yeah. know how far. Well, I don't. I think Lane's probably sixty years old. I think it was built in the early to mid sixties. Yeah, I, I think the highest the highest that we have ever scored down there, I thought I heard Caridi or Brad and them say was thirty five. So and I mean we won games down there in the eighties, seventies and eighties, yeah. but they were always they were always close and in dog fights. Um that game to me was the complete inverse of last year. Yes. Whereas we came out and started fast and got a big lead and then held on for dear life. Thursday night, we didn't start very well, in my opinion. We moved the ball fine, but we did not score touchdowns. And then we wore them down in the second half and, and were able to secure the big win. Well, we we moved the ball fine until we didn't in that first drive. Yeah. The, well, I mean. And, uh, I mean, I know a lot of people were upset saying, you know, you're throwing that. Here we go. Throwing that damn screen. You know, and to Donaldson, but when you go back and watch JT's progression, it's downfield, downfield, he and dumb. That's yeah. a safety valve, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't the wide receiver screen like we used to run with Dana with that little slip screen in that you know once people picked up on it got stopped until St- it didn't. Statistically, though, their defense was really good. Yes. I don't know how that bears out. The rest of the year, though, because like I said, besides Towson, that's by far the worst team we've played all year. Well, and that's uh, it, it. It very well could be the second easiest game that we've had. Yeah, when, well, when no, the, it is when right the, now when oh, the season's done at the end of the year. Probably. When we look back, you know, right now, yes, it's a rivalry win, it's a win on the road, it's a confidence win. But when you go when the season's over and we go back to look at it, where's this where's this game going to land? And I think it's it's going to land right right above Townsend. Probably wouldn't surprise me. Now the Big Twelve. I I don't know how much football you watched yesterday, but uh, take a look at those standings this morning. It's open. It's wide open. It's open. I mean, Oklahoma gets beat by K State, which Who, coming off a loss to Tulane, figure right. that out. Right. Texas Tech beats Texas. Yep. Not not as surprising there because Texas is overrated as usual. And Texas Tech always has a way of putting together decent teams. Well, te- yeah, Texas Tech's tough at home. They're 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 a problem, and they're motivated. I mean, everyone, especially, I don't think we understand it how much contempt there is amongst the Texas schools for the University of Texas. Yeah, 
we don't really get that part of it because we're not – they've been playing each other for 100 years, and Texas has always thumbed their nose at all these schools, and that's the biggest game. They circle that one. That's that's who they want to beat more right. than anybody. I mean – Add the conference stuff on top of that. Right. Where they're can't, they're Texas, on their way out. And... Texas has basically said, fuck you guys, we're out of here, yeah. we're never going to play you again. So. Yeah. But, I mean, great win for us. I'm not yeah. taking anything away from from the W. You did what you had to do. You ran it down their throat. You gassed them. We were patient. I mean, some of the field goals, the red zone struggles were frustrating. But sometimes you got to kick, man. You got to yeah. take your medicine and kick. And they they can go back and look at at the play calling there and, and figure out what went wrong. Well, especially on the road. Yeah, you take the points when you take the, when you can take the points. Absolutely. At home. Maybe you know, maybe you feel like you can use a home crowd to get you back into it if you get stalled. But on the road, let's start with know. the bad though. Okay, red zone obviously. If we if we convert half of those into touchdowns, two out of the four. I mean, it's, it's not it's even like a, a forty five to ten game. Um, dropped a punt. We're very that was the complete opposite of the Kansas game. Whereas the Kansas punt didn't roll out of bounds. This one did, thankfully. couple procedure penalties. Costly procedure penalties. Yeah, and then the secondary. I am still not sold on them. I don't think anybody is. If if Grant, well, Grant Wells is not a very good quarterback, I've said that all year. If he can hit receivers, there were a couple times where our we were we were toast. Well, and, and like I said, we were – the way this defense right now is set up is – I mean, again, to use the analogy I used last week, you rob Peter to pay Paul. In order to get pressure, you've got to keep get your corners out there on an island. That was the thing, though. We didn't try to pressure him, if you noticed. We were doing three-man rush. It was almost like daring him to throw. Yeah. Like, you beat us. Yeah. Grant Wells, yeah. you beat us, which isn't going to happen. No, but we did get pressure on him on the one that a jive fell down. Yeah. Because yeah. if not – he just floats that ball to the end zone. All, right. the, all the receiver has to do is just run under it, and it's there. So, but a couple bad penalties. Yeah, but VT but not, had. I was going to say, but it was nice to be on the other yes. end of it. They oh, had yeah. what twelve for like one twenty six or something like that. We had six I for sixty nine. Like Fifteen, man. Okay. In uh, a couple, just the roughing the passer. The targeting. I didn't. I don't remember. I do remember On targeting. CJ. Was that was that a clear target? Well, yeah, that, the guy came. I mean, he just came. Yeah. and loaded into him. I mean, he did. Where where we've said other things were textbook targeting that got called. That, that was, was textbook. He came running in. He launched. He led with the crown of the helmet. He went head. You know, helmet to helmet. CJ was already stood up, so he was defenseless. So. You know, I mean, that that yeah, was the, no question. The tech call that really stands out to me is the roughing the passer. Yeah. Because we were toast. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't a good call. I know the rules are different now, but that's a pussification of football call right there. Sean Martin had one that I didn't think. They said he went high, but I didn't think he did. I don't think. I could understand if he took a shot at the helmet. Yeah, he's 6'5", but, though. Right. Cut, him, cut him a break. I mean... <laughs> He's got like four inches on the quarterback. What's going high? I mean, most most quarterbacks actually, most football players will tell you, I'd rather you hit me high in the chest or in the in the ribs than going anywhere near my legs. So and, and absolutely, and that's what I laugh about. You know, you're trying to protect the quarterback, but so you'd rather you'd rather their legs get taken out. That's football now, though. It I is. don't I don't like it. I don't agree with it. I. Always say put a dress on dress on the quarterback once again. But uh, so while we're talking about the bad, the Mathis fumble. Mathis, you know what I liked about that though? For the first time that I can remember, he yanked him. He yanked yanked him. Well, and that's what I was getting ready to get at. It's time to yank Rick Smith out of punt returns. Oh, absolutely. Put Fox back there. You know, put. I mean, you've got. You can't tell me that there's no one else. That that could have changed the game. Oh, absolutely. If that ball doesn't go out of bounds. That momentum would have shifted right there and right. we might have packed it in. Right. I think that was early in the second half. It we was. were up thirteen to seven. 
they would have gotten the ball on like the 20. Mm-hmm. Backbreaking. Absolutely backbreaking. Thank God the ball is oddly shaped, as my high school coach used to say, and rolled out of bounds. Steve Edwards. Yeah. But overall, that's the best I've seen the O-line in four years. Man, the running lanes. Running lanes were there. CJ was there. Um, Justin Johnson, I really like him. Yeah, He, he is a great compliment to what Johnson or Donaldson does. In my opinion, there's your one-two punch. Yeah, absolutely. Start Donaldson, bring in Johnson, and then you, you you don't eliminate Mathis, but you let Mathis come in for, you know, a change of pace, a a just a breather guy. But I, I think your your one and one A is Donaldson Johnson punch, not not Mathis, because both those kids hit just hit the holes where Mathis. Gets the ball and kind of dan- wants to cut back. A la Emmett Smith, Barry Sanders tries to kind of dance down the line to find a hole and then take off. I I think there are games where you're going to need Tony Mathis. I agree. I'm, I'm not saying D lines. Yeah, D lines are going to stunt and do all that stuff, and the cutbacks are going to be there. And I think that's that's what he does best. Yes. But if you fumble, you can't play. That's the rule. That needs to be the rule going forward. If you fumble, you're you're done. You drop a pass, you run a mile. Maybe, yeah, maybe you get lucky and it's junk time at the end, and you get a few carries at the end of the game, like Mathis did. But I'm sorry, that's that's the one thing that you out of a running back you can't tolerate. You fumble this ball, I'll break my foot off in your John Brown hind parts, <laughs> and then you'll run a mile. But it's true. I mean, you. I was happy with it. I was happy seeing Brown finally say, enough's enough. Have a seat. Yeah, and I, I tell you another thing. I, I think you got to give Graham Harrell credit. You know, he's oh. this air raid, pass-happy guy. Never gave up on the run. No. Just kept – and now it was effective. Very, but, but very effective. You're, you're tempted to want to go out there and sling the ball around, especially with who we have at quarterback. And we – I think he was, what, 20 for 30 – I think so. He was efficient, threw a touchdown. That was the game. The, that play changed the whole complexion of the game. When you look at it, the touchdown at you, the end of the half. You so. have two transfer quarterbacks on both sides. They're and not you, comparable, though. But I'm just saying. Normally, normally we're on the other side of that. We don't get the JT Daniels. We get the Grant Wells. Uh, Except Greer's an exception, but well, Kelchner was a blue chip Notre Dame top five player too. I mean it. It's it's I'm, happened before. I'm not talking about that far back. Oh. I'm talking in today today's football era. Oh well, I you we know, get we get the Jarrett Daggies, the four childers, the you know the lesser, and then you get to see where I'm going with this is then. When the game was on the line, when the game was close and we needed to do something, you saw JT very ice through his veins. We got this. Then on the flip side, when VT had to do something, (laughs) Grant Wells was just all over the place. And we shut their running game down. Did they have, what, 50 yards rushing? I think – it might have been less than It that. might have been less than 50. They completely abandoned the run, which was a little surprising. Yeah, they put the ball in his hands and said, hey, you got to bring us back. You got to win it. Which I don't, I mean, I wouldn't do that. And Diddy's not here because, and so I'll make a Marshall reference to this, but some of my, <laughs> some friends that are Marshall fans said that's, that's what he did at Marshall. He just didn't look that good. They were all surprised that he went, you know, when he went to Tech. Yeah. I was surprised he won the starting job at Tech. I was surprised he won the starting job at Marshall, though. Yeah, quite honestly. yeah. I watched him in high school. He was a good high school quarterback. Good, not D one. I the talents there. The arm talent. He made some really good, a couple, two or three really good throws. You can see it. But I'm just glad we have J T. Daniels and not Grant Wells. And I'll leave it at that. Oh, absolutely. Because one guy is a field general, mm-hmm. and I don't. I don't know about the other guy. So, 
But overall, I mean, great win. Not only did I almost get the score right at 35-17. Well, the Wells pick. Yeah. I caught, that, on my other group chat, I said Wells pick coming up right here. I called Jacoby Spells for a pick six. Oh, I didn't. Spells. That's another thing I liked about Neil Brown. Um, played the young guys. Yeah. Said he was going to play the young guys. Played the, played the young guys. And look what happened. Spells made a play. Here's the thing. You recruited Jacoby Spells, and you recruited him hard. And when they when they were given the breakdowns about him, the one thing that Neil Brown said is, this kid, we, we've got to find a way to get him on the field. He can make an immediate impact. He's, you know, he is that good. He He is what his hype says he is. Then you didn't really – you didn't see him against Pitt. You didn't see him really – if at all against Kansas, I can't remember if he got I in. I don't know. But I then, can't keep those guys straight. But then They're he so got in. Them. He got in a little bit at uh, against Townsend. When I say a little bit, I mean he got the whole second half, but he didn't start him. But then second half he was in and out a Townsend game. Well, guess what? He uh, he's, he's going to play, play a lot more right. now. And if you go back and watch the when he was in. I mean, he tripped once, didn't he? I thought that was a Jai that it might have been. But with him, I mean, he's he's aware of everything going on. I mean, he's got his guy, but he's talented, man. Yeah, you know, who did we beat to get him recruiting wise? I think Miami was involved in there. I think it was Miami, Florida, Florida State. Yeah, he was a coveted recruit down there. He was a four star recruit coming out of Florida, right? And Eventually, talent wins the day. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. Clearly, he's talented because as soon as he caught that interception, he was out. Oh, the, yeah. There was he was only going one place. And Is he going to make zone. mistakes though? Yeah. Yes. But you got to live with those. Yeah, and we'll probably turn around and bash him. Not really bash him, but point out the mistake when it does happen and say, you know, this is, you know, this is where you see his inexperience at this level. And it's going to happen. And yeah, he'll get happen. picked on. It may happen next week. It could. But Very well could. I don't know. I mean, coming, we needed the win. Because regardless of how bad this Virginia Tech team could turn out to be, you went into the Lane Stadium. You went into a hostile, loud environment. Got pretty quiet pretty quickly, though, yes. Yeah, but I'm talking to start. Oh, well. I was reading their fans talking on Twitter and various social media. and Of course, they're dejected. They're spoiled. Right. They've been really good since 1993. Yeah. And it, they're not very good right now. So they're just like, basically, all we are now is that entrance, the inner Sandman entrance. That's all we have right now because we suck. Well. And that, it, it, it's, and it's true. And I, I hope I'm yeah, wrong. They're in a rebuild, man. I, I hope I'm wrong, and I hope that we can look back and say, you know, they were at least a top five win for us. Oh, the, on, on, on this season, yeah. Well, do we get five wins? That's another question. Well, we can talk about <laughs> no, that. No, it's a good we win. Can talk I, about that later. Anytime you bust your rivals' ass on their home field, it's a great win. One I don't thing, care how bad they are. One thing you're starting to see is the emergence more of Prather and the lockdown of Ford. Yeah. Well, teams are saying if you're going to beat us, he's not beating us. Do that at your own peril, right? Because KP KP's look pretty good well, recently, and that and that's I mean, that, Again, that's where I was going with that talent. was. It's never been a question of talent. It's just consistency and learning how to play at this level, and he's starting to put it together. And okay, double team and JT's getting confidence in him. I'll say this though, I I thought we had them a couple of times one on one, and I was. It was and, like Pitt. And didn't take the shot. Well, or didn't convert it. Oh, I mean, yeah. they're they have some pretty good players on defense though, but I would like to be able to stretch the field more. Mm-hmm. Because that opens up the run even more. Oh yeah, could you imagine if we hit a couple of those we deep balls? We could start hitting deep balls. Yeah. And they're there. It's there. Yeah. I mean, he almost Ford Wheaton almost made a play which would have been probably a top 10. Oh yeah, well Catch. Daniels underthrew him. If he, yeah. if Daniels leads him, it's a touchdown. But well, it should have been an interception. He, I was going to say, but Ford he grabbed the ball. Ford did good at playing the D back in that position, and yeah, 
while he was trying to rip it out of his hands for him, he also knew he had to, you know, at I, least knock it out of the hands. I don't see too many three-catch, 38-yard games for Ford Wheaton, though. No. That was more of an aberration. I really don't see a game where he doesn't get a touchdown. Uh, I don't know. Last two games he hadn't scored, though. But Well, yeah, but when you go back, but, I'm just saying yeah, from well, here on out. Against Housen, though, that was I think that our our coaches made a concerted effort to get KP the ball yeah. and get his confidence up. Yeah, it's and almost it's, like the roles were reversed. Hey, this is going to be your first mm-hmm. progression. Hit him. Get and him then, and then come over here. Yeah. So I, I really like Justin Johnson though. Is he a sophomore? I don't think so. He's a freshman. Is he a freshman yeah. too? Redshirt freshman. I mean, that was a big recruit for us too. So was he that so he was there last year with Anderson? Yes. Okay. I don't remember which one didn't get in. Well, obviously it was camp him because of eligibility. Was it him? I don't remember. One of them played a little bit last year. The other one didn't. I don't remember which one it yeah, was. Yeah. I, I, I thought Anderson played a little. It might have been Anderson, but and now he's get him the ball more. Uh, you could see CJ getting tired. Yeah, that's. I wish Durrett was here. Durrett, give him the ball thirty times a game. Like, no. <laughs> I wish we could. And he now, wishes. And he wishes that he could take. Yeah, a hundred percent of the carries. He, you know what though? He made a play on a like you were talking about earlier. Uh, Daniels kind of checking down. He got a first down. It was third and like eight. Yes, yeah, so I'd step that, that was guy a huge and, play early in the game. And then trucked the other guy and, and got the first. Willed his way to that first down. I tell you what, though, they're going to have to figure something out because I want him in the red zone. Yes. I don't want him 30 to 30. I want him in when we're in the red zone. I think he is more of a weapon. Obviously, he has pass catching skills. Well, and let's be honest. You take him out in the red zone. Most most D lines and defenses, I would think, would say they're throwing. They're not going to run. Where it will open up that fade if you have him back there because they're just going to say, "Oh, they're going to bring him. They're going to give him the ball. They're going to run the ball. They're going to try to power it in," which we may. But then that's also going to open up those one on one coverages outside on Prather and, and Ford. That again, he's a weapon. He can do multiple things. Obviously, he's a good runner. I think we're gonna as the season goes on. I think we're gonna see him involved more in the passing game too. I tell you another thing, he's great at picking up blitzes. Yeah, he he, he was likes, delivering. And Johnson had a hell of a shot. Do you remember yeah, that one? I do. He depleted that guy. They like contact. They're they're football players, man. Football players do can it, it's like playing Sandlot. You can run, you can catch, you're blocking, you know how to play the game. That that's that's what I love about them. They're they are football players. It's just crazy. I know that sounds dumb, but you know what I'm talking about. Like I do. They understand the game and they can do multiple things. They're not just a one trick go deep or deep thread or Well, that's why they were able to plug pick him from tight end and say, Hey, we wanna we wanna see at running back. Hey, we want to see still a, blows my We want to see at receiver. Because I heard the hype about him, and I was like, they do this every fall camp. Some guy is the greatest thing ever, and then he doesn't ever even play. I just know that there better be a dump truck full of money, women. I don't care. I sent you his quote, though, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, so a lot of people didn't know that Antonio Brown, former Mountaineer wide receiver standout, is his trainer, and he said, oh, "I didn't, I, I didn't know that until I saw that quote." Yeah, and he's, I mean, he's, and then in that quote, he even said, "I knew I was going to West Virginia before I knew I was going to West Virginia." Yeah, he's doing like book reports yeah. on Pac Man and Geno Smith. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's I great. Mean, yeah, no, but you're right, man. Pay him, get yeah. him, get him a truck. You've got to get him the NIL deal Absolutely. because people's going to be knocking on his door now. And trying to trying to feed him money, but he also not. I know this is me saying this is it's going to sound like I'm a little bit blinded by it, but I think he's also the type of kid that understands that money 
to a bigger program doesn't necessarily translate to PT. Yes. He can talk to a few guys that left about that. Right. I think if if it were me, and I know money talks and bullshit walks, but the way we are using him and have him involved. Why are you going to leave? Why would you leave? Yeah. yeah. You're getting PT now. You're getting national recognition. We are obviously using him correctly. Mm-hmm. His role is going to expand. It would take a shitload of money for me to walk away from that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, someone could pull up a truck full of money and make it happen and improve his, I don't know, you know, like I said, he's an 18, 19-year-old kid. Flash a little bit of money around him. Any kid, any college kid is going to be like, yeah, I'm out of here. But that's that's conversation for the end of the season. And I, I think he will be taken care of. That's what cracks me up, though. Like, here you have all these recruits, and people are offering them deals. They haven't done anything. And now, like, you're going to tell me that, like, a freshman is going to have a bigger, like, NIL deal than C.J. Donaldson next year? That's what cracks me up. Right. Not. I mean, it's based. It's based solely on luck. Or just hype and recruit. I, I could go on for hours about that, but. That's another conversation. I'm excited to see how this is going to play out with him. Not yeah. For the rest of this season. And and I'm excited to see with someone like JT Daniels at the helm of of running this offense where where this offense goes. You watch him pre-snap just telling everyone where to go. Mhm. I wish Durrett was here because his nerd comment is so off base. Nerds don't lead a team like that. He's People t- don't rally around nerds like that. Come on. He's talking. He's talking. He's he's wrong. Base, JT's cooler looks. than the Fonz. <laughs> hey. hey. But um, great win, man. I don't care what any. I don't care if VT goes two and ten. We're sitting two and two now, so we're we're back to even. So now it's a zero zero season. Getting into the it's frustrating though. Getting it it is. Because and I was talking with Barry about it. We are very close to being three and one and four and oh. I think if you win that pit game, you win the Kansas game because of the mentality and, and the fire that's lit under the You don't get a horrible Roughing the passer call in overtime, you probably. I don't think it goes to overtime. Is it, that, that's my point. I don't think. Oh, oh. I, I think. I don't know, man. Kansas is pretty good. We they, we were not ready for them. I'm not. I'm not yeah. taking anything away from Kansas. I'm just saying, the the hangover loss. I don't agree with that though, because we came out, we got, we jumped on Kansas. We were up fourteen to nothing, and then defensively, it, though, oh, well, that's they weren't ready to play. You can, I was going to say. The the offense didn't have the hangover, but if you go back in circle and watch the defense, it just wasn't there. No, they weren't ready to play, man. In they, that loss, they were not prepared, which is unacceptable to me. I'm still pissed about that. Yeah, well, and me too. That's why I, mean, I keep bringing it up. Yeah, you but. get beat, you get beat, but not being ready to play, not being ready to like scheme scheme wise. But honestly, I mean, we're let's just say the Kansas loss is a loss. Yeah, we're we're literally three plays away from being three and one. Or four zero, or four zero. So, you know, it's how it goes sometimes. Though, I'm interested to see how this plays, and and where this where this team elevates to, because right now it's going to come down to some soul searching, and you're going into a you're leaving one hostile environment. To another hostile environment. Shit. Texas isn't a hostile environment, bub. I'm talking about just the amount of oh. people inside. I mean, they'll have that it's stadium. It's a wine packed. and cheese crowd. It is a wine and cheese crowd. They'll fit in great with the SEC. <laughs> well, let's take a break. We'll come back and start talking Good, Texas. Good, because I just pulled our schedule up, and man. Yeah, it, it's, it's a tough road to tough. Home. We'll be right back. We'll be right back after this word, 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 word. Son of a bitch! 
This is Chris Walters with Integrity Insurance Group. If you think you're paying too much for auto insurance, you probably are. Give us a call at 304-346-9181 and have one of my agents work with you on your home, auto, business, or pet insurance. We look forward to working with you. Let's go Mountaineers. With my bare two hands End up in jail Eating microwave hell But I'm a little smarter than that Welcome back to Section 34 Podcast. And uh, so last night was that October West down in Charleston, ran into Chris Walters. So, oh, yeah? Yeah. Chris said that he asked where we were, where we tailgated at in the blue lot. He said he's going to try to swing by. So I'm going to I'm gonna have to grab him some koozies or something. I've still got a whole. You got a bunch of koozies? I've got a shit ton of them still. Good for you. Actually, might need a couple. I never thought I'd need one of those. <laughs> Just so many koozies floating around out there. But wild day in the league. Man, I tell you. Oklahoma getting Oklahoma beat by K State. Took an L. Texas, Texas took, took an L. L to Texas Tech. Iowa State took an L at home to Baylor. Yeah. Kansas beat Duke. So Kansas is four and O. Sold since, out too. Since the first time since uh, I think they said Mangino or Mangini or Mangino, yeah, the big man. That was the last time. That was the last time that that team was four and zero. It's wide open. It it it, it really it is. really Oklahoma State didn't play. No, they were on their they off were week. Off, yeah. Um, there's someone else who hasn't played a conference game yet, but I'll have to look that up and get back to you. Maybe TCU. I was going to say it might be TCU. It's TCU because they played SMU yesterday. And won. Right. So. But wide open. Yeah. Speaking of wide open, 730 kick, Fox Sports 1 against Texas. That kind of sucks. Line opened up. What's the line? Texas minus nine and a half. Oh, wow. No respect. No. wonder if that'll get bet down to about a touchdown. What do you think? I'd say by, I'd say by kick, it'll, it will be at least Texas giving us seven and a half. I know Texas has a really good running game. I'm not really sure what else they do very well. I, I mean, that, it, the, that, that Alabama game is a bad sample game. You know, I mean – on the flip side, I guess you could say that had that not had they not got flag, flagged for that passing interference, they might have won, or that roughing the passer, they very well could have won that game. That was that moment, that awful roughing the passer I call I only in the saw end zone. a little bit of that. I think that's the that was week two, right? We were going up to the Kansas game when all that. No, was that's going week down. one. Texas, or yeah, no, week two, yeah, Kansas game. That's that's when you had to go get your Jordans. In Barbersville. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, we play well in Austin. We I always say give, that. We've always given Texas a game from from what I can remember. Now I say that, and someone may say that, you know, no, we got blown out here, we got blown out there, but I can't remember Texas ever blowing us out. They busted our ass pretty good in 2014. It wasn't like a complete whitewashing, but. They kind of wore us down, and the score was a lot worse than it actually was. But typically, we play well down there. Even Brown's first year, I think – or I'm sorry, second year, we went down there. We weren't very good, obviously, but I think we lost 13-7 to seven or something. So, I mean, 
Ollie Jennings got mugged on that slant. Right. Didn't call anything. Moral victories. Bring it on. Bring Texas on. What do you have to lose? Here's the thing. Every game from here on out, not really. There might be a couple that might change. But, right, you know, going into Texas, like you said, no respect. You're not supposed to be there. They're supposed to wax your ass and move on. They're 2-2, so, and two, though. Go they did in. just lose to Texas Tech. They, they're not that good. They were down 17-7 to seven against Texas San Antonio at one point in that game. Yes, they were. And then turned it on. They, I mean, they play to their competition. Well, hopefully they underestimate us. Let's hope. I we'll be fired up. We'll be ready. We got a couple extra days of rest. We ought to be fired up and ready to go. Should be. I think they. Uh, I think they're getting together. I think Brian said they're getting together, watching film, and and starting walkthroughs this morning. So, I hope they're excited. There's been a lot of negativity. Right. And, you know, I'm a person who's been really negative. Oh, I mean, I've had my fair share of comments. But it's been warranted. Right. I don't care what anybody says. Even the VT win, there was a lot left to be desired there. There were some – the score at the end kind of makes you forget about that stuff. But there there were, there were some problems in there. Yeah, I don't man. care what anybody says. But Texas – Huge opportunity. You tell me we're three and two with Baylor three and coming two to Morgantown on Frank a Thursday Baylor, night. On a Thursday night, get another couple extra days of rest, and you get to four and two, and everything changes. The whole narrative changes, but it, it's going to be tough. There are oh. no there are no gimmies on this schedule left. We could, we could lose all of them. I don't think we will. No, but. no pun intended, but it's an uphill climb. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a uh, – you've got your work cut out for you for the rest of the season. Offensively, we're fine. Yeah, no, I think we defense. can score and move the ball and, and do enough to beat just about anybody in the league. But I'm still not sold on the defense. Jacoby Spells is going to get another pick six. Oh, man. I'm sold on the kid. I was sold on him when we got him. And watching his play, I'm I'm sold on him. And I think – just like Donaldson on the offensive side of the ball was surprising. I think Jacoby Spells is going to end up doing the same thing. He just needs he needs his breakout game. And what better way than to break out and win Texas? I'm here for it. I can tell you that. I mean, I like him. I'm I'm with you. You get a little shaky playing a freshman cornerback early, but if he can play, he can play. Put him in. Who right. cares? Well, what do you have to lose right now? No, nothing. It's not like the other guys are getting it done. And I, I, I'll be honest, I don't see us moving on past Brown after this season. What do you mean, getting rid of him? Yeah. What if we go two and ten though? I, I just two and ten maybe, but two and ten, he's gone. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I don't maybe. think we're going two and ten. Folks. I don't think we're going two and ten. I don't think we're going two. I don't know if we go six and six. Man, that's that's going to be an interesting conversation. Because you can see the young guys; it's pretty clear. the The talents there, the development is coming along. Even the O line. I know we've been bad up there for what three seasons. Not this. Not, not, not this so year. far this year. Not this year. And I mean, all those guys, maybe except for maybe Gamitter, can come back. They're all underclassmen. Not only can come back, I'm pretty sure they probably will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll have all those guys back. I don't think Daniels would come back, but he it's Look, it's boring boring something crazy happening. If JT keeps putting up the numbers and doing what he's doing this season, he's a second third round pick. I don't know how he grades out pro-wise, but the uh I mean he he understands the game about as well as anybody that I've ever seen. If you listen to him interviewed, mm -hmm. he's he conducts himself like a professional football player, right? And even hey, pros hey, are cussing in press conferences now, so you got to love it. Yeah, I mean, you got to forget about. Yeah, the he's not part. here to stay for two years, no. folks. Yeah, no, he's, and that's fine because we got 
got Nico, yeah. Green, Crowder. I don't think we go into next season with all three of those guys. Someone's going to leave. Yeah. But Green or Crowder will transfer out come spring. There's there's talent at, at that position. We're going to be fine there. It's not going to be Deggy or Paul Millard or whoever. Name your guy who's just not very good. Four Joders, right. Jack Allison. <laughs> Jack Allison, my God. <laughs> Forgot about him. <laughs> he's he's up he was up at West Lib. I don't know if he's still there. No. Um Quinier's still out for Texas. I think so. I think he he's out for a while, right? I, I can't remember. It's gonna be a tough game though. It's gonna be a tough game. Our defense is about to get tested again. See how they respond, because again, not not sold on on that side of, except for the defensive line, not sold on say, that side of the ball. Our, our D line, and even for the most part, when it comes to running the ball, our linebackers, I'm comfortable. It's our secondary. Our secondary is exposed. Our secondary is shaky. You know, yeah, and, we run a lot of one on one man coverages. And even Brown said after Kansas, he said the linebackers were brutal. Yeah. They did not play well. So Well, no, misreads, bad misreads. getting sucked in. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That that side of the ball is just going to have to prove it to me. Their special teams, very erratic. If very Smith, erratic. If Reese Smith is back to the return of punts again. I don't think he will be. I don't see, I don't see how you can yank Mathis. And then not do the same. Because both those were costly. Re- regardless regardless of the one at Virginia Tech going out of bounds, it's still costly. You can't have it. Because now now you got the case of the yips. Now it's, you're sitting there, you know, what's going through his head every punt? Don't drop it. Don't drop it. Don't drop it. Don't drop it. Well, guess what? You're probably going to drop it. Mental. That's yeah. definitely a men- mental situation that will get worse, I'm afraid to say. So, find somebody and put them back there. If we if, if we lose the Texas game because of special teams, that's going to be an issue. And when I say special teams, punt return. Punt return, kick return. You know what? At this point, if there's no one else to put back there, don't return the damn punt. We did that under Dana. We did do that under Dana. How can you not find a guy who can field a damn punt, though? That just blows my mind. Hey, Pac-Man, go to practice and teach these kids how to catch a catch punts. I mean, Pac-Man would let the guy – I mean, the guy would be getting ready to lay him out. Pac-Man and, was not afraid of getting hit. No, he wasn't. No. He'd catch it, then get leveled. Yeah. He'd also yeah. catch it and break away. Yeah. So. He's the best punt returner I've ever seen at West Virginia. Oh, yeah. I mean, even Tavon dropped a couple. Mm-hmm. Pac-Man – Never dropped anything. No, and he took some licks. Oh, he did, and, and once he was in the open field, he was a problem. See, and you know, I mean, he's he's been back. Sometimes, though, guys that are players, they it that doesn't translate well to coaching, though, just because you're a good player. But I'm not talking necessarily even coaching him. Do you remember on Hard Knocks? Let him, let when, him talk. Remember when he, he was on Hard Knocks for the Cowboys and he yeah. caught, like, he had like eight balls in his hand, and he was still catching puns. Mm-hmm. That's a football player skill, though. Right. That's my new theme, football player. Yeah. Pac-Man. You remember Pac-Man? Like, Pac-Man could have played running back, and he would be out there breaking 45-yard touchdown runs. Yeah. Just a ball player. We need the, more ball players. Quit, so, quit recruiting necessarily position and start going after athletes. just these athletes? Maybe. I wonder how that would translate. It's interesting you say that because, like, I can remember West Virginia getting guys like Barrett Green came in as a safety. Yeah. And they put put 20 pounds on him, and he was a linebacker. And he ended up playing in the NFL for, like, eight years as a linebacker. I like guys that you can mold and shift around and can do different things. Wasn't Antonio Brown like on the opposite side of the ball and they flipped him or No, nah, he was a slot guy. That Antonio Brown's a guy, in my opinion, that if he played football now versus in the late nineties, early two thousands, he'd be a superstar. Oh yeah. Cause it was just a guy that he was little 
fast. He ran a four one, mm-hmm. and could catch. He could catch, and just the way football was played back then, there, it was hard to find a spot for him. But now with all this touch pass, pop pass, slip screens, all this other shit people do now to get little guys the ball. I mean, he would be. Yeah, he would flourish. He would be a. Um, he would be a superstar because he. He'd be he a Wes Welker, Tavon type. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I mean, look at this. Look at your October at Texas, Baylor at home, at Texas Tech, and then TCU at home. You've got to find a way to at least split split it. So that would put you at four and four. 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 But then November doesn't get any easier. Well, that's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. In October, you've got to find a way to come out of October 500 like you came out of September because going into November. November is brutal. Well, and correct (laughs) me if I'm wrong, but historically under Dana and Neil, November has not been good to us. Correct? Um, No, I wouldn't say that. Neil, we were two and five last year. And we finished pretty strong. And then his first year, we beat Kansas State and TCU on the road. So, okay, so under Dana, Dana, November. Dana had some teams that flamed out. And, okay, yeah. So November under Dana wasn't good for us. No, not really. But they backloaded. They would backload our schedule though when Dana was our coach. See, and that's I, I like the the way they did it this year. Yeah, for the, I mean, except for the loss, but. I don't like Get, playing Kansas week two. I can tell you that. No, it was kind of a no. But scheduling wise, that was kind of a uh, Kansas should have been hosed in job. November, or at least let us play Towson after Pitt and then get into conference play. But there's nothing we can do about that now. No, but no, the league's wide open though. I said it in our preseason show. Like the winner of this league might be like nine or three. There are no playoff teams. There are no top Honestly, five Honestly, the five winner teams. of this league could be 8-4. and four. Possibly. Unless Oklahoma State's better than everybody else, but I don't I don't think so. I mean, they're going to be really they're gonna good. They're going to be good. I mean, Gundy yeah. always has a good team. And I watched Baylor yesterday. Iowa State was the victim of some of the worst officiating that I have ever seen. Well, that's Big 12 officials. Yeah. They had a really bad day. I swear we've got the worst officiating crews. Pretty bad. From from I, I mean, when you look at conferences, you know, SEC. Uh, did you watch any of that game? I watched some of it. Did you see the illegal block call on Iowa State? That defense? wasn't an illegal block? That was one of the worst calls I've ever seen in the history of football. On the defense, though. On the, yeah. That's to get illegal blocking on a de- – I, I didn't think it was even possible. Well, I think they're trying to take away the just defensive back going in there and just going straight at someone's legs. That didn't happen. That's one of those calls. It's kind of like clipping. It has to be blatant, blatant, and so obvious. The guy just ran in and like put his shoulder into the. I don't know if it was a tight end or a lineman, but guy, he was going to get pancaked if he doesn't do that. Right. And they call that on him. I mean, my God, that was brutal. And it was third and like ten. They got the stop. That extended the drive, and they get a touchdown. And Matt Campbell about lost – he lost I thought he was going to get ejected. He should have. I, I, I don't know how he composed himself after that. I, I would have gone ape shit on the sidelines. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how he at least didn't get a flag. <laughs> I mean, really. I think the official just took it and was like, yeah, that was a bad call. And it wasn't It was a call brutal anyway. call. A brutal call. So, I'm sure they will be getting uh, – a phone call from the Big 12 saying, yeah, we missed that call. That was a bad call. But doesn't help him now. You know what's not a bad call? What's that? Going down the book exchange. Oh, that's always a good call. It's always a good call to go down and see our friends at the book exchange. It's been proudly serving Mountaineer since 1936. So Use the promo code. Get, twenty what, 25% off? I think it's 20% off. 20%? Section 304. They have Rat Roger banners. They do have Rat Roger. Man, it's been a while since Rats made a uh, made a, a pot cameo. appearance. Yeah. So, yeah, go down and see our friends at the Book Exchange. and uh, Hit Walters up. Yes, hit Chris injuries. Walters up. Man, we'll have to get him over to Tailgate. 
Definitely, definitely. He's got his pilot. He's getting his pilot's license. We should have had him come in this morning. Wasn't thinking. Should have. I didn't think about it. He'd be. He'd be. He good would on be a good. One. Yeah, we'll get him one. on. Some of y'all don't. We we almost had Dunny. Almost had him, and then Dunny fizzled out, and then we were going to have Barry, and for some reason, Barry's out of town. Yeah, Barry. Barry and the Barry gang flew down to uh, Florida for the uh, for the weekend, sitting on a resort. He's on his way back. Durrett's at the President's Cup, smoking smoking cigars with MJ. Yeah, I heard he's he and MJ are buddies now. Yeah, they actually, I think he's honorary to the honorary captain. Who for the President's Cup? MJ? No. Oh, Durrett. 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 I could see that. M- MJ told him, "Come on, you know." Come on up here. You're uh, you're with me. <laughs> Won't you shit? He's he's got his picture taken with MJ with a big old cigar. Cigar. Be I'd be jealous of that, but I would be very happy for him. They do say he he just kind of floats around the grounds through the President's Cup. So, but MJ's never been one that has shot away from. MJ loves golf, right? I think that's well documented. I'm sure MJ has some action too. Oh, I'm sure. There's good. Pl- Can you imagine putting. MJ's looking at you. You're putting. Yeah. Don't screw this up. I got a thousand dollars on this putt. Right. Yeah. No pressure. No pressure. Only the greatest athlete ever. But so I don't the- know. Beers of the week. Let's wrap this thing up. I'm trying to think. Well, I, I I I did. There was an interesting conversation going on on twitter bigger rival pitter tech i would say pit just because of literally the border proximity and and more yeah and more of the quote-unquote hatred you know i mean it's it's always been, you know, something chippy on the field. Something, you know, it's been there's been a lot more emotion behind it. Where you know the tech game, it's you know it's a rivalry. But tech it's, games, tech games got pretty nasty though in the nineties and two thousands. Yeah, it's an interesting question. It I think is. some of it has to do with where you live in West Virginia too. The further you go down south, yeah, like if you're in Princeton and and that in Bluefield, Beckley, yeah. You're probably feeling like I mean, tech I, is more I of a interact with VT alums. I don't ever see anyone who went to Pitt down here. You know what I mean? Well, if they do, they don't tell you. Right. But um, I don't know. It's an interesting question. I think um, in the 90s, when Virginia Tech passed us up and Pitt in the 90s was trash, I think VT became that was the game West Virginia fans wanted to win more than any other game. It was beat Tech. Then even in the early 2000s, now Pitt kind of got their act together, and there were some big games. And but that's an interesting question, and I'm I'm sure you saw the ratings for the Tech game, pretty good. Once again, pretty solid. Once again, breaking uh... for an NFL game being that night, that's pretty good. And and neither team being very good. It's funny, funny that you just brought this up, and it just hit me. Did you see the report? That the ACC, Big Twelve, and Pac Twelve are are in talks about a possible merger. I'll be honest with you; I've tuned all that shit out. I, it's just noise to me now. I mean, it's it's noise, but that would be. <coughs> excuse me. What that, are they going to all team up together and and make a big conference from the way or do like a TV deal together? Right. That's kind of how I understood it. Yeah, but you start doing the TV deal. Where, where, at what point does it translate into? I'll tell you what that is, Yost. That is ESPN. ESPN. I think they have the Pac-12 or parts of the Pac-12. They've got parts of the Pac-12. They have all the ACC. Yes, they made. You know, they had to start the ACC network. I think they're looking around and saying, "Oh shit, we could lose some ACC teams to the Big Ten or Pac-12 to the Big Ten. What are we going to do?" with an ACC without North Carolina, Clemson, Florida State, whoever would jump ship to either the Big Ten or the SEC. Because that product's a turd. 
Yeah, I mean it's a turd if you don't have some of the and, and then the Pac-12 without Washington and Oregon, if they end up in the Big Ten, the Big Ten has exclusive rights with Fox. Yeah, that's another turd product. So what the hell are you going to do with that? So you feel it's an ESPN power yeah, grab? I, that's I, I just think they're protecting their investment and in, especially I think more the ACC than anything. Yeah, because the ACC advisor rights is up till twenty thirty four. But if enough, I think it's thirty six. But if enough teams leave, the league implodes, right? And they're out a lot of money. And I mean, well, shoot, the league will implode. Honestly, if if any of the rumors are true that Florida State and Clemson are looking at going one way or the other. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, before we get to beers of the week and, and wrap I heard this. some rumors about our TV deal with the Big 12. What's that? I think Caridi said that money-wise it's going to be the same, but they're going to be playing at like 10.30, like late, which tells me that we're, we're adding, adding some, some West pack, Coast teams. Yeah. And then what does that do for West Virginia? Alienates us even more. So what do you think would happen then? We'll try to jump ship if we yeah. can. Yeah. I mean, that's when we start. If if that's the case, well, then we start shopping ourselves behind closed Well, there's doors. only one place we're going. We're not going to the SEC or Big Ten. It would be the ACC. Yeah. But that, I mean, that could be a dangerous move if you sit here and if it, if it all plays out like it's rumored to be. Yeah, I mean, it, it'll be interesting. But I mean, like I said, I'm not really that interested. I think it's that's good to sell papers and get clicks. That type of stuff generally happens behind closed doors. Oh, yeah. And none of the rumors are true. So before before we get into uh, Beaters of the Week, a little basketball schedule was released. Did you get to look at it? A little bit. January is going to hurt. Again, the league is brutal. Every game is tough. January 2nd. See, we open with back-to-back road games and yeah. then have to play Baylor and Kansas at home. When you look at just then, just looking at January, January 2nd at Oklahoma State, January 7th versus Kansas, then you go Kansas at home, Baylor at home, at Oklahoma on the 14th. TCU at home, Texas at home, then at Texas Tech, then the SEC Big 12 Challenge versus Auburn. That's a tough game. Auburn's going to be good. January 31st, you're going back to TCU. Who do we open up with, though, at the end of December? At the end of December? It's a road game. Uh, it is a road game. Hold on. Is it Kansas State? It's, yeah, at Kansas State. On New Year's Eve. Another tough environment. But they're all tough in the Big 12. So, we'll see what Huggy and the boys have. I saw some of those guys in the blue lot. Yeah. They're big. They are big. But we'll see. Yeah, we we open with Bowling Green October 28th. For the exhibition? Yeah, for that charity exhibition. Play Pitt, I think, the second game of the year? uh, Well, if you all get a chance – to go up to the Bowling Green game, all the proceeds go to the Norma May Huggins. I think that's research. the night before the TCU football. I game. I think it is. I think they always try to do it that Friday night so you before have a good the crowd. Um, yeah, I mean we we open up November seven versus versus uh, Mount St Mary, and then we turn right back around and go to Pitt at, at the Peterson Event Center. Mount St Mary, I think they're the Mountaineers too. Are they? Yeah, I know. I know they go by the Mount. Well. It's almost October. Yeah, my we birthday. We start, start talking hoops, so we'll see. But, all right, beer of the week real quick. You know what? My beer of the week is going to go to my boy Jacoby Spells for the pick six that I called. There you go. I got the O-line. Yeah, well, I like that. Probably not going to be a beer, though. That's probably a kegger. That's a kegger. Yeah. That's a couple keggers. All right, so WVU Texas. 730. 730. Fox FS1 Sports one. line minus 9.5. Who you got, Kerm? I don't know. I'm I'm conflicted. I don't I don't I just still don't know what to make of this team. Cuz they play well in spots and then other spots they just 
shoot themselves in the foot. But what the hell? Thirty-one thirty, West Virginia. Hmm. Thirty-one. You know what? <laughs> Do we go for two? I'm, I'm going 32, to go ahead. 31, like all I will, Greer. Let's go ahead and say 40 to 38. Mountaineers. Mountaineers. Let's go, Mountaineers. So, Let's go drink some beers. Guys, we didn't get the text. That We got a couple texts. Um, Did we? Yeah. We'll hit them next time. I'll send the text number back out again on our socials, but it's Sunday. I feel like a lazy day. Lay around, watch some football, do absolutely nothing. So we uh, we'll see you next week. Get a recap from the Presidents Cup from Diddy. Going to be an interesting show on Sunday. I oh, can tell you that it will be that game's going to be. I'm sure there's going to be a lot to talk about. A lot about the future of West Virginia football because as high as everyone is right now, we go lay an egg and play like shit, which we are totally capable of doing. Then I don't know how many people – you mentioned trusting the climb. I don't know how many people are are going to be on the climb still, but we will discuss that next week. Well, you have a good day. (laughs) We're out of here.